So what? I had this Mexican <laughs> friend. Okay. okay. And he recently told me that he had to start taking anxiety medication. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, man, must it must have gotten pretty bad, you know? Like, what's it for? And he said it was for uh, Hispanic attacks. Can you cue the intro song, please? Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. What's up? We're live. Are we? I'm alive. We're here. We're here. Are you a year older? Yeah, it's crazy. You're right? wiser. Can you get any wiser though? Uh, <clears throat> yes. My gr- my my beard has a lot of grays in it now, especially. Mm-hmm. Like Let me see. Right in the middle. A little bit. I you feel like it? you always had it though. Well, not to be stress. You know. You know, it's actually been clinically proven that that's where gray hair comes from. Really? Stress, yeah. How come I don't have that much gray hair? Gingers. True. Uh, age well, maybe? I doubt it. But you're it. also, what, 27? Yeah. I'm 36. That's when true. I was your age, I didn't have a bunch of grays yet either. I'd say when I hit like 30 is when it started. Dang, I got three more years. Three more years before you go full Santa? Keep track of that. I do think you're going to look like Santa. think so? I think yeah. I don't know how I feel about that though. Like I like it, then I don't. I think, you don't uh, see Santa on the cover of GQ magazine. You know what I mean? I guarantee you, there's Santa fetishes out there, a hundred percent. Bro, people got Shrek fetishes. You know? True. So of course, like Santa's got. I did see hoes in the bag. No pun intended. Um. This man travels the country, the world, seven and a half billion souls in a night. You think he's not stopping off here and there? Excuse me? I think he has hoes in different area codes that, that Miss Claus don't know nothing about. Ooh. Maybe. You Wait, think- would I be judging his character like that? Or is that just part of the... Sometimes he gets some milk. Sometimes he gets some cookies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you? Um, well, we had this big old basketball type game, and I delivered it to Austin's house yesterday. So that oh. was nice to finally get out of the house. Uh, you should probably specify because it sounds like you were a part of a basketball game. Oh, so um, <laughs> the way you said that, it's like a, it's like one of those carnival basketball hoop. Yeah, or it's got like the ramp under the hoop. But it's like just like a fabric that it rolls down, but it has like a scoreboard and everything. It was like originally, like when I bought it, I bought it for 80 and it was originally like 280. Damn. So it was like a Black Friday deal. So it was an impulse buy for sure. You remember when Black Friday was on Black Friday? Yeah. Those were the good days. Not not the whole month. Yeah. (laughs) And now you don't even know where to go or what time to go there? Well, I know where to go. Where? Uh, The internet. Cyber Monday, yeah. though. That's different. Yeah, but there's not really much like there that on, I need to buy. Uh, Newegg. Cyber Monday pops off on Newegg. I know, but 
Here's, I don't really. Need I might be much. able to get a forty ninety for like twenty nine hundred instead <laughs> of thirty eight hundred. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know exactly. Uh, encase it in epoxy resin and hang it on my wall. That's a waste of money. I think it would be worth buying one just to keep it away from crypto miners. Well, I don't like we got to start fighting back. The market's so bad right now. I don't even think it's going to be like that big of an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't, I, don't, I it's been months since I've even Like I'm sure my brother's going to try to buy one. 100%. Just, he plans like And then he's going to like hit me up. And be like, "Hey, you want this 3070? I'll sell it to you." He'll probably sell it to you for a decent price. Your brother doesn't sound like that at all. No, he doesn't. Speaking of brothers, we have a special episode today. We do. Because my brother is in town from Washington, and he said he wanted to do an episode of the podcast. We get to hear all about childhood memories and stuff. Baby Josh. Baby Josh. Yeah. You are the baby, too. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it was just me and him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's... uh... So this is the part of the year... After my birthday, before his birthday, where we are two years apart. But for the other nine months of the year, we're three years apart. So he's turning 39. I just turned 36. When's his birthday? Uh, uh, just a couple of days different. It's either January 15th or February 15th. I always get it confused because Shelby's birthday is in February. And I can never remember, like, are they both in February or is it one or the other? I'm almost positive it's January 15th. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's like my family. It's like kind of like Jan- January was like the 12th is Luke's birthday. Uh-huh. 21st is my mom's. My dad's was the first. Um, Luke's mom was the second. So it was like back to back. And yeah, then my yeah. grandma was the 30th of March. Mine's the 18th of April. Man, there's so many presents you got to buy <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Do you, do, you, do you ever do the math? You crunch the numbers to figure out uh, when your parents were knocking boots? Um. No, I try not to think about that. So, like, almost exactly nine months before my birth uh-huh. was Valentine's Day. Ooh. Yeah, I think I was a romance baby. You're a gift from Cupid. I was a box of chocolates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I was a, I was a warm, a warm bed on a cold winter's night, you know? Winter does start in Texas in February. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, even everywhere, it's like still going by February. You know. Yeah, I mean? but that's so. when we get snow. True, except for that one time we got snow in like April. Yeah, that was weird. And then we got tornadoes two days ago in <laughs> November. So whatever, Texas just doing Texas things. You that's know, kind of tight. Um. We can briefly touch on Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer's out. I think the last time we discussed it, it was still just the campaign. Yeah. Uh, Because last episode, we talked uh, talked to Max and Daniel, so we didn't really touch on anything there. Uh, I like it. It feels like it feels like COD's back. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like Cold War Vanguard. So that's a win. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I think they should just continue to make Modern Warfare games. It's, every two years, and then yeah. I think they should go back to just putting out a Black Ops game. Like every couple years? Yeah, you know. Like maybe two years from now, release Black Ops 5 or just Black Ops, like do like the remix thing like they yeah. did with Modern Warfare. And then two years after that, put out MW3. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they should just do one game every two years that the same studio works on mm-hmm. because COD has proven that 
Infinity War just needs to be the company handling COD. Yeah. Honestly. And I think Infinity Ward and what? Sledgehammer handles Warzone, right? Uh, uh, Infinity Ward and Raven. Raven Soft. Uh, that's Sledgehammer right. is the one that does like Vanguard. Okay. Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Infinity Ward needs to solely focus on making Modern Warfare and Black Ops games, and Raven Soft can solely work on continuing to update Warzone. Yeah. I and, think, and then I think COD would be in a great place. I think Sledgehammer should just be a support studio. I don't know why they keep putting out full-fledged games. And they're terrible. I just realized this. Two nights ago, I was playing Modern Warfare, and I was like, I can uninstall Vanguard. Vanguard. Oh, yeah. I never have to touch Vanguard again. And that that's a great feeling. You because, had it on PC? Uh, no, I had it on PS4, but I would weapon grind on yeah. Vanguard because all of the weapons were in Warzone. Yeah. And now that that whole system is gone, I never have to touch Vanguard or again. Or even like Warzone. I mean, technically, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we've got, what, uh, nine days before yeah. Warzone 2 drops? They're doing a live stream. And even then, I'm not going to play Warzone between now and then because yeah. I'm grinding MW2 to get weapons leveled for Warzone 2.0. The day MW2 dropped, I in- uninstalled Warzone Dang. just to clear up space. Yeah, it was like 164 gigs yeah. and cleared up. Um, That's a good idea. I this, should do that, too. This being Monday, uh, Wednesday, they're doing a live stream of the Warzone 2 and uh, DMZ it, mode. So is it is it kind of like the last one where they just have streamers and, and yeah, content creators uh, but at, get early uh, access? IW Studios. Um, Charlie Intel, which is like a big, like, yeah. not leak or whatever, but um, I mean, they said but loadouts yeah, are That's are what back. he does, right? Yeah. Leaks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's say not, that again. I was talking over you. That's uh, big news. Yeah. So loadouts are back instead okay, of just so like buying weapon parts and stuff. If like you that. care about Call of Duty, then you probably already know this. But they had a early release where they brought all these streamers and content creators to this big stadium, and everyone got to play Modern Warfare Two and Warzone Two. And in Warzone Two, loadouts were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Like you basically had to just buy guns, and you could upgrade them at the buy station, yeah. right? So, loadouts mean back, and I wonder if they've altered UAV spam. Because remember, you could only Probably. buy one. If they were I already... hope you, you can buy more than one. I hope yeah. so. I, I'm pretty sure you can after like all the complaining they did. Yeah, I think because how why... would you get an advance? The way you get an advance in Warzone is by popping three UAVs. Yeah, you know. So the only way I would say that it might be okay to only buy one UAV is if buying an advanced UAV for like 15 racks was also an option. Yeah, you know. That's what I'm thinking. Probably was the case. Yeah. Um. Dang. What else was I gonna say? You've been I, camo I grinding. Yeah, I got... You got a plat now. Yeah, I got all the time. ARs, gold, one platinum. Uh, What were you about to say? Uh, I forgot. You said uh, I The want... DMZ mode. I kind of want to see what it's Me about. Too. Just to see. Because that could actually try. be a lot of fun. Yeah. But my whole thing is it's a very slow-paced game. So I wonder what that's going to mean for progression. Because well, you... you're going to get way less kills. It's not as fast-paced. Um. So I wonder if that's just going to be a terrible mode to try to progress weapons in. Maybe I know there there'll be like NPCs, but they're. I'm also thinking it might make it more casual compared to like Tarkov, because Tarkov's pretty slow. Well, Tarkov also does not have the gunplay that, and that's exactly. what Call of Duty's the best at: is the guns feel arcadey and responsive and fast paced. You know, whereas Tarkov, like they're kind of clunky. It's hard to aim. It's just not Call of Duty. Yeah. So I think that slows the game down because you have to be a lot more confident in your shots. 
Whereas in Call of Duty, I think the only reason the game mode might be a little more faster paced mm -hmm. is just because Call of Duty is a faster game. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I'm hoping for. And I, yeah, it, I would have like proximity it. chat, so that'll be fun. And I can see that being something we have a lot of fun with. Because, mm -hmm. like, Tarkov conceptually is cool. Yeah. I've just played it, and it's not very fun to me. But I think that's because I prefer the COD style shooter. You know what I mean? But it, and it's faster, so I'm yeah. hoping, like, that game mode itself, with it just being Call of Duty, would be faster overall. I mean, we'll see in, but like, I nine days, see, right? Because, well, you know. Two days, because you said they're doing yeah. the stream this week. yeah. Um, I'm wondering if like the stuff you pick up in there, like say like like it's a like a cool blueprint uh -huh. that you pick up in there, if you get to keep it for like well, other modes, or if it's just like you carry it over to the next map. If there's blueprints, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know how they're gonna handle that yet, but because of the Tarkov style gameplay is that whatever you loot in one game, mm -hmm. if you survive. Like, if you're extracted, you get to carry that loot into the next game. Well, that's what I was thinking, like, when they first showed Warzone 2, that loot system was originally made for DMZ, and they tried to put it in Warzone yeah. 2 to see how people would react, and people were just like, oh, no, I don't want this. So yeah. I'm thinking they just did all that for Tarkov, like the UAV thing and mm -hmm. all that, where it's just for that, but Warzone yeah. 2 will be like, out a like a sequel to A Warzone. bootleg version of Warzone 2. Yeah. It was just like, this is what we have. We have, have this scheduled to release... The armor but yeah. thing, too. I hope they yes. fix that. Yeah. It's so annoying that... Because the way they had the armor system set up in Warzone 2.0 was you could only put on three plates if you had found a satchel. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have a satchel, the max you could put on was two, right? Mm -hmm. I also... I don't like the inventory system in Warzone 2. No, I, and I think they'll... That. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they It's ridiculous have. that you have to choose between, like, Oh, do I want to carry ammo or a grenade? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's why, like, even with Modern Warfare Two, there's a lot of stuff missing. And I think, like, it's, it hasn't been added yet till like season one is because they've been rechanging Warzone so much because that's like their money maker right there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, and it makes sense as a company, as a business, you got to go where the yeah. money is. Wherever your revenue's coming in, you got that's where you sink it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, if I been paying three different avenues of advertisement mm -hmm. and only one of them is producing clients for the shop then it's only a matter of time before i'm going to pull money out of those other two avenues and just sink it all into the one that's actually working yeah you know so i feel like yeah games are entertainment they're for your fan base but you still like it's a business yeah they got to go where the money's at mm -hmm. so that's call of duty we touched on that that's fine um like I said, my brother's in town from Washington. That's who we're talking to today. And uh, I'm excited about that. Well, I have no clue what we're going to talk about, you know. Um, he said the only thing he doesn't want to talk about is politics. And that's because he used to have a political job for the county mm -hmm. here. And he said, you know, he wants to just remain politically neutral um, on social media and things, you know, because that could affect his ability to ever come back to that job, basically. Um, so I like to live life without politics. Well, I told him the only thing I talk about politically, um, publicly, because obviously I have my own beliefs, yeah. but I told him, like, I never try to put that out because I don't want to alienate half my listeners, half my clients, yeah. whatever. So I told him the only thing I talk about is generally that I don't think any politicians care about us at all on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. You know, like, I think they're all pretty scummy, like, chocolate, across chocolate the board, chip. you know? Chocolate, chocolate chip, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
which that's tomorrow is uh midterm election stuff like oh, voting yeah. is tomorrow which this is the one that not too many people get out and vote for yeah that's true but i still feel like maybe it's my civic duty to make time to go do that yeah. just because my whole thing ultimately like yeah i understand people's argument where they say like my vote doesn't mean anything it doesn't matter it's one vote you know what i'm saying yeah and your vote as an individual might not be enough to sway an election, but there's also 330 million people in this country. If yeah. enough people get together with their one vote, it means something. And also I feel like you lose the right to complain about this, the political climate in our country. If, if you, you didn't, didn't exercise the only power you have to make political change. Yeah. Like there's two things you can do revolution or voting and no yeah. one's picking up a rifle and trying to overthrow the government. So that leaves voting. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think, uh, voting is also important just so you have the right to complain. Yeah. You know, like if you didn't, if you didn't vote, then I think like, you don't have a dog in the fight. You should probably not talk. That's how I always felt. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, anyway. um, <clears throat> Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else that, um, that you had going on this week? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, what's happened since the last time we recorded? We recorded the day after. We recorded the day of Halloween. Yeah. Um, so we hadn't actually done anything Halloween related yet because it was that night that we recorded. Mm -hmm. um, which, well, I talked about like the trunk or treat thing. That yeah, because that was what, like the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we just went to uh, my mom's neighborhood. Was that pretty fun? Trick or treat. I mean, it's always, always packed. It, it's like trying to leave a concert, just trying to get <laughs> out of the neighborhood, literally. That's like it's a insane. good thing for like Canon and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. We got good pictures, got little videos. Okay. I have fully decided. Did y'all dress up? Uh, we just reused some olds. Oh, okay. Like you know the, uh, you know the costumes you can buy at, like Spirit, where it's kind of almost made out of like a thin foam, and it's just like it'll be like an image just kind of printed on it. You know, mm -hmm. we have an old like peanut butter and jelly that we did like three years ago or something. Uh, so Shelby was peanut butter and I was jelly. Like it's just like a piece of bread with the stuff on it. You know. That's funny. Yeah. Um, with old costume. But I don't know. Halloween just felt weird this year. We never, like, felt the desire. And maybe it's because, like, we got the kitchen remodel going on. Yeah, There's just, like, a lot, lot of stuff, yeah. you know. So we never, like, made the time to go out and, like, buy new costumes. Um, I follow uh, I follow this dude, Tom, on Instagram. Uh, shout out Ugly Tom. It's his Instagram name, Ugly Tom. If you don't follow page? him, no, no, he's a tatter. Oh, okay. Uh, but every year he um, like hand makes his kids' Halloween costumes, and they're like pretty done up, yeah. And through like the months leading up to Halloween, he'll like be posting progress and stuff. And uh, I've been inspired by uh, I believe it's Tom Michael. Um, <clears throat> been inspired by old Ugly Tom to make halloween costumes like i think i even might want to like start now because i'm trying to figure it out and mm -hmm. uh i don't really know what i'm doing and i know there's going to be like a couple months that i don't work on it at all you know yeah tom michael um but uh i mean he like oh yeah yeah and then you know what i mean 
It's tight. Yeah, they're super, super cool. So check out Ugly Tom on Instagram um, and just scroll around and you'll see his kids. And, and every year it's like something like that, like head to toe. There's like a helmet. There's armor. It's super tight. And I think I want to do some kind of like toxic wasteland armor, you know, like, like Mad you know, Max type. Kind of. Kind of like the stuff that I like to paint and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? They can be tight. Yeah. I think I'd like to do some like family suit of wasteland warriors. That'd be really tight. You know? Yeah. I have them all like grungy and drippy and toxic and made out of like football pads and like, you know, like kind of like a chain cobbled, cobbled together, you yeah. know, like all looking like some homemade armor that someone might have in some sort of like toxic wasteland environment, apocalyptic type stuff. I think that'd be fun. Where do you draw the line between cosplay and making costumes? Uh, if you only wear it on Halloween. Okay. You're safe. Okay. If you wear any other day throughout the year. What if it's a Halloween convention? Does it still count as cosplay? I would have to assume that would happen on or around Halloween time. Yeah. So it would still be related to Halloween. It'll be. You know, because let's say you are in an office environment that's having a Halloween party on Friday, but Halloween lands on Sunday Mm -hmm. and everyone dresses up for the Halloween party. That's still Halloween yeah. related. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Like, I don't think you're cosplaying just because it's not the day, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I think you. that's where I draw the line. Now, if it's August, you know, and you're wearing that to like a furry convention, yeah, no. that's another issue. We need to talk about that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, speaking of which. Uh, speaking when... of furries? No. What do you mean, speaking no, of which? No. And. I don't know. Yeah, what did I just say that allows you to segue into this next portion of this conversation? (laughs) Planning. Okay. Uh, We need to plan the Christmas party and figure out what day. Yeah, that's coming up real soon. I mean, time just goes so fast. It's already been Halloween and my birthday. Yeah. And, like, we're going to blink and it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know? So. Speaking of which, my son has that whole week off. So, we're on a... A week ahead schedule. So mm-hmm. when this episode comes out, Halloween or Thanksgiving will be like next week? No, because it's the last Thursday of November. It's the third Thursday of November. No, it's the last Thursday Is of it? November. Is it? You want to bet? No, I don't want to bet. <laughs> it's the last Thursday of November. I said, is it? Uh, which implies that I think there's a strong possibility that you're correct, you know? I know which I'm is correct. the 24th. Fourth. Yes. Okay. So, and this episode will be releasing on like the fifteenth. Yeah. So, uh, actually, so yeah. Look. So the next week mm-hmm. will be Thanksgiving. And a blinking eye. Yeah. So when we record next week, we need to do some sort of Thanksgiving themed episode. I don't know what. Maybe like let's the, just go. Can we rent a turkey and just like let it gobble for an hour and a half? Yeah, on the mic. And we'll just oh, <laughs> look at him. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he's my best friend. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, yeah, so we got Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone's listening and there's like topics that you think would be relevant to a Thanksgiving episode, uh, we need them ASAP. We need them by, you know, by Monday morning at 9 a.m. But yeah, I'd love to discuss maybe some of the like lesser known early American histories or, you know, um, 
obviously everybody knows like the Thanksgiving story, but yeah. also at this point in society and like the more we learn of indigenous histories and things like that, like obviously we know there was a lot more to Thanksgiving than what we were told in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like I, we never learned about the trail of tears in school, you know? Yeah. So, um, well, no, I think we, I learned I that in high school. I didn't. I am nine years older than you. Yeah. So I feel like your generation in high school is like when curriculums were starting to open up. Yeah. Um, for good and for bad. I think that's stuff we need to learn about, but I don't think we need to delete the other stuff. Yeah. I think it's all important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe we can touch on that next week, you know, which would be like a Thanksgiving episode. Um, <clears throat> we can do maybe people who have died at the Macy's parade or something, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe we, we delve into the, the darker side of Thanksgiving <laughs> and we'll call it like, that's what you like <laughs> hates giving or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Thanks killing. It wasn't that like a terrible, I swear there's yeah, a, it's there's a, a bad like no, B no, movie. No, yeah. Yeah. It's a horror movie. It's a, it's a Turkey. It's yeah. A the turkey, turkey is like evil or whatever. Right. It's so bad, but it's, it's kind of good. Killing. All right. So the only, uh, movie recommendation that we have, <laughs> you know, is going to have to be Thanks Killing, uh, starring Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. The movies. <laughs> gobble Gobble Mother <laughs> Effer is right there on the cover. Uh, warning boobs in the first second. All of this is information that's on like the, the front cover, the DVD cover. The cult classic now on DVD, the ultimate low budget experience, a killer turkey comedy slash horror flick. Thanks Killing. Uh, I have not seen it. Oh, this is an ad for Thanks Killing 3, so they have made several of these. At least three. They're very low budget. Are there any, like, Thanksgiving movies you can think of? There are I movies know. where I know that Thanksgiving is held, but it's typically, like, it'll be, like, in, like, a Christmas movie or something. Yeah, because it's, it's like, always tied to Christmas. Yeah. Are there any like Thanksgiving specific movies? Probably on like that, Lifetime that don't have like Tyler Perry in them or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I mean, would, I would. Think I'm sure there's like a Medea's Thanksgiving or some crap like that. Yeah. Um, I would assume like there's a Lifetime movie, but none. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving at the farm, <laughs> and it's literally just the same as those Christmas movies. It's like big city girl goes back home, meets some guy. Thanksgiving, uh, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, Freebirds, the computer animated kids movie about the turkeys. That's a good one. I don't think I've seen that. Really? This. Oh, I've seen I've seen that cover, but I've never seen that uh, movie. It, it's actually pretty good. Really? It's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Owen go Wilson ahead and, and recommend. Uh, I'm gonna recommend Freebirds. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. And uh, Thanks Killing. And there's something. What is this? The Thanksgiving movie 2020. I have never heard of this, seen this, anything. Me either. I wonder, did did it release? Did it come out? I doubt it. Oh, oh, look at them. Okay, never mind. I'm looking at the, the animation now. It's pretty bad. Straight to DVD. Look at the characters. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, this looks like... Uh, Something that would be memed. Yeah. You know? Sure. It's got like glob go gab galab vibes. You know who I'm talking about? No. Bruh. I'll never say that again. 
Nah, you need to get up on your memes. Glob, go, gab, go, lab. Okay. This dude, that doesn't look familiar to you? It was like this. <laughs> he's supposed to be like a bookworm, and he's in this weird uh, um, underground library thing. Um, but then that went like, like, so there's like a song, okay, that went kind of viral, like for meme, meme purposes. Um, and then, uh, then they started doing a bunch of remixes of the song and. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So that's the that's the the glob glow gab galab, okay? But then they started coming out with like a like a gippy goppy gooba baba. No, no. No, they're better than that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh my favorite is uh XXX glob go gab galab. Um, I'm sorry that I introduced you all to that. Uh, that literally looks like nightmare fuel. It it's kind of hard though. You know what I'm saying? No. Sorry, that's nostalgia talking to you. We'll be right back. <laughs> back my yes. check <laughs> okay can i get a little uh clarification about say something i'm saying shit what <laughs> if you don't put your nose on that that's, mic. <laughs> that's not right did you hear what <laughs> on the ipad yeah okay you want to go check it <laughs> are you doubting yourself now because you asked me i wasn't Hold previously on. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure we're recording on the iPad. Now then, uh, special. <laughs> all right, tight. We have a special guest today in all the way from Washington. This is our second guest from Washington. TC was from Washington, remember? Yeah, but was he from, from the west side? I don't know. Like do, the Seattle do y'all, area? Do y'all have like clicks like that? <laughs> Who's throwing up West Side in Washington? <laughs> There's a mountain range that runs down the middle of it. Okay. And the West Side is way different than the East Side is. It's like the liberal side, right? Yeah. That's <clears throat> where TC's at. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I, that's what we had discussed was like one side was kind of more like rural and farmland, and smaller, yeah, smaller towns. The other side's more blue and it's urban and stuff like that. Okay. So, I've known you pretty much my whole life. Yeah. We go we go back. <laughs> um, we actually, <clears throat> you were my first roommate, and I, we shared the same womb at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not together at the same time. No, no. Uh, you left that thing a mess before you moved <laughs> out, I got to be honest. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. Glad that our mother probably doesn't listen to this. No, she doesn't. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, you didn't get your deposit back. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what's up? Yeah. How was how was the trip? It was okay. It was fine. I mean, traveling with a two year old and a four year old, and yeah, all the fun that that entails in the first place. And uh, life life happens a lot. So this is actually. This is my first time meeting Bo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because last time you came out, I think you came out alone. Well, it yeah, was the, just you. Like yeah. you didn't bring the family. Yeah, because I had a friend that was graduating and she's getting her her degree to become a CPA. Mm. So I came out for her graduation. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, Allison hasn't even seen the shop yet since you guys expanded, and we expanded like two years ago. Yeah. And Bo, this is his first time to Texas, and last time we brought Brett, he was only fourteen months. True. So yeah, and he's like four. Yeah, I'll, right. Yeah, I mean, next month he'll be five. Um, next he, year he's starting kindergarten. You think he's gonna beat up kids and teachers like Nate's kid? Bo might. <laughs> but I mean, they call Bo Bo Dozer at daycare. Bo so, Dang. um, <laughs> they call Luke um a- asshole, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Little shit. Uh, Luke likes to. Uh, well, not anymore. He's doing really well, yeah. but. That first couple weeks of school, he would, uh, he was running some kind of scam where, like, he wouldn't let kids leave the bathroom once they were in, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, it was a bouncer. There was fighting involved on students and teachers, you know? Do you think Bo is. I don't know. I mean, both kids in, you know, in daycare at the around the age of two and a half or so, it seems like all daycares go through this um, Lord of the Flies style biting scenarios mm. in their classes because. At that age, biting gets you what you want. We do that at the shop, too. Bite? Yeah. Oh, well, I asked the teacher if they smear them in barbecue and just let them go at each other. And, <laughs> you know, it it was every day he was either coming home with bites or a report that said he bit some other kid. So they've worked it out now, but, yeah. It takes a minute. Like, we're yeah. just doing really well. But, like, that was his first time in school yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. So that first couple weeks was, like, his entire life had been up in yeah you know that what first saying? week was pretty rough and then he got sick and then he was like back to normal again it was weird i'm telling you like like ptsd like yeah. that sickness took it out of him it's like, <laughs> i've seen things <laughs> left childish things behind me you know um so you are i was telling nate this is the time of the year that you're two years older than me mm-hmm. but you're three years older than me generally mostly yeah so you're about to be 40 39 that's that's about to be 40 you're about to be 40 then too no i'm 36 you know what i mean yeah i mean you're almost there yeah but if we're playing law of averages i am closer to 35 than 40 halfway through this year you officially became closer to 40 than 35 yeah but you look like 55 yeah well cancer will do that too (laughs) (laughs) oh let's play the cancer card (laughs) i win (laughs) um so I was asking Nate. So I don't think your listeners know that you used to make up words. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, Dudgy. That was Dugy my favorite. And doodly oppido. Yeah. So uh, two words I've he had... made up off the fly. This fool used to just sit in the living room, <laughs> just sit one shoe, one sock off, mm-hmm. right? Same one foot naked, the other one fully clothed, and he would just sit and spin in a circle. Yeah. For hours. We'll stand and spin. But yeah. Yeah. I was a weird kid. I've I've 
specified on multiple occasions. I was a very weird. <laughs> I child. just think everybody should know that whole hog whenever they listen to this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm not denying it. I would make a poor. I I used to. Uh, they have a word for it now, which I didn't know because, oh. like you know, autism things like that are on, are on the rise. <laughs> uh, they call it stimming. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like when children are overstimulated and they'll just like do and say weird yeah. things. Yeah. I used to stim like crazy. I still do. Yeah. Dude, what? I still do. Uh, so I used to do this thing when I'd get really excited where I would tense up every muscle in my body, you know? Like, so I'd be like laying in bed and like maybe the next day was like a field trip or something. I don't know. Something. I was excited about something. So I would lay in bed and just like, <laughs> you know, like every muscle in my body would just <laughs> until I would like violently shake. I was a weird kid. Daji. You know, I would just run around the house going, Daji. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm still weird. You do that anymore? I, I think if I was born today, they would probably call it autism. I think that probably would. <laughs> you know? And I don't know Because you would also hyperfixate on things and yeah, stuff well, like that. I, I think, and that's the thing we've discussed before. I was diagnosed ADHD as a kid, and my whole adult life, I'm like, eh, that's bullshit. I was just a hyperactive kid. Like, I was a kid being a kid. But now that I've learned more about what that actually means in, like, ways that all process information or hyperfixate on things mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that shit for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it makes a lot of sense. I remember when I went... Um, and was tested for ADHD. Like I still remember the office and I remember this questionnaire they made me fill out and the questionnaire would have like oddly specific questions on it, you know? And it would be like, uh, does your child, um, climb on furniture when he's not supposed to? And like things like that, you know? And every single one of them was like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love me a bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a wide ladder. Um, so let's get into that childhood. Mm-hmm. Because you were painfully average. You were a very normal <laughs> child. Uh, you were into normal child things. You know what I mean? Whereas I was a star, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Give me some standout childhood memories. You know, of you, just uh, in general, our childhood together, like when we were still young enough that we lived together and all that, because you are a few years older than me. So, so you had your own group of friends. When I did hang out with you and your friends, it was typically because our parents said that you had to let me tag along. You know what I mean? Well, it's just because we ran in different circles, right? My, My friends were all the cool ones and yours were, well, imaginary. Uh, I would argue, based on our past and present status, that it's pretty obvious who was the cool one, okay? I I mean, my friends, you know, in high school and stuff, we were all going, um, like, to the drag strip, yeah, Temple you, Academy you, and all that. And you're or, still a car guy. Yeah, I'm still a big car guy. Yeah. Um, and you had, like, three friends. Yeah. And I mean, they were and, car guys. And you were doing a screamo version of SpongeBob SquarePants on a stage. Uh, no, I did a rap version oh, of SpongeBob. I'm sorry, what was that? And I did a hardcore Poison the Well cover when I was a senior for Mr. Tiger. And it was... Uh, you're you're not helping your case the way you think kiss. you're helping your case? <laughs> Ooh, me car guy. Uh, me turn wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, we had good times, um, like when we went and did the family trips and stuff like that. Yeah, we had the, the, so it was like a 1986 Dodge Ram van. 89, yeah. 89. And the middle seat had been removed. 
So basically, there was a row of seats directly against the back door, like and then just seat. a large open floor, and then the two the two seats up front for the driver and the passenger. So on road trips, we would like flop a mattress down in that big open area, and then me and Sean would just play on the mattress for the whole road trip. Or we had a Legos, bring the Legos, yeah. yeah. And no, just yeah, and you, we'd only have to you know buckle up when it was like getting into the cities, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But like, if you're out but, in the middle of the desert, well, Nevada, and everywhere we went was typically mm-hmm. west. So it's oh, like okay. once you hit like El Paso, you're in the desert for 15 yeah. hours before yeah. you start hitting anything else. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So I mean, and plus during that time, like it was just a different time. Like it was at a time where cars still like they would advertise that it was being sold with seat belts as an option. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, because the first few cars no. we had as a family like didn't even have seat belts. I remember. Well, and then, uh, that like back then too, dad was um was the the breadwinner, right? Mom was staying at home with the kid with with me and Josh. Yeah, and she started working her way to becoming a um a lab tech. Um, but so we were pretty when i wouldn't say we were poor but um we got what we needed we lived, not what we, we wanted. lived paycheck to paycheck though yeah. you know yeah. what i mean and uh i remember we were driving through the desert on our way to california and mom was like okay let's make sandwiches for lunch as we're driving yeah we had and a she, cooler with bread and bologna and cheese and in it. she would take the bread out you know put mayo and mustard on it put the bologna and the cheese on it and hand it to you, and it was so dry out there, but that by the time she made the sandwich and handed it to you directly, it was already stale. Yeah. Like, because... The air was dang. just that dry. Was that dry? It just uh, I remember out. a road trip. All right, I'm going to paint a picture. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. We're in the back seat of a Dodge Intrepid, okay? It's like kind of a dark green color, all right? We're on a road trip going to Ohio to visit my father's family. I am fervently practicing my art art skills i'm drawing in a notebook okay at the time we have uh a 12 inch snake eyes action figure from gi joe and he comes with this four inch katana okay and for reasons that are still unbeknownst to me that i have not yet gotten past my brother chooses to reach over and cram the katana up my nose, and I start violently <laughs> bleeding on my notebook. So you've from already my got, nose, you've already got <laughs> some of these facts wrong. It's amazing how your mind works. Not, One, we were in the back of the van. No, we were no. In, we were in the Dodge Intrepid. No, we I were in the I promise you, we were in the Dodge Intrepid. I and can it was, see it, it to this day. It wasn't like a fountain of blood. This is my it truth. Was a slow this trickle. is my truth, Sean. All right. Well, your truth and the real truth are two different uh, things. Well, the traumatic experience that I went through has been. F- permanently ingrained in my frontal cortex okay we were in the dodge intrepid my prepubescent innocent legs are dangling over the gray (laughs) canvas chair all right i have a notebook i am drawing optimus prime and to this day i can see my drawing coated with dried brown blood false I would even go as far as to say that notebook still exists in our mother's attic and it still has the bloody page on it. Proof. Pictures there didn't happen. <laughs> I'll find them. <laughs> I will find them. This is a real true story. It was an accident. You 
crammed a sword in my nostril. And what? I paid the price. I didn't get to play with it for another two months. Yes. Our mother uh, took the sword from us and hid it in the change mug on top of the fridge. Yes. That sounds like... Uh, it sounds like I affected your life bigger than you care to admit. Uh, yeah, negatively. <laughs> I pay a therapist weekly. Okay. Um, I was I was trying to think, like, kind of preparing for this episode about some other like just childhood memories that we have. Um, I remember our father walking backwards in socks and slipping and crushing your leg. Do you remember that? Yeah, but he wasn't walking backwards. That's what we. That's what I think. That's what we told the hospital. I think no. He, he was chasing he, mom in socks. No, yeah, but not like she, violently. No, like she was chasing around. him. Yeah. And he was running backwards from out of that hall. And then when he hit the carpet, he slipped and you were laid out on the carpet because me and you were playing Legos at the time. Let me pull a Josh. And he I remember from that traumatic experience. <laughs> uh no, but he, he was wearing socks, he slipped on the carpet, and he broke my foot yeah. in a couple of places, I believe. Yeah. And then you had to wear a cast for a while. And yeah. Stuff. I I have so many memories from that house specifically. Uh I remember the bird getting out. Mm-hmm. Dad was cleaning the cage. He opened the door and the bird just flew away. That's, that's You're funny. thinking two different houses. That was houses. Capone. No. That was the I, house that used to have the wood panel walls. I Same broke house. my foot in Cove. Yes. No. The that was yellow the, house, the Donna house. The yellow house when we used to have to walk to walk to elementary school. That was where the foot break happened? Yeah, in the yellow house. See, I remember that happening at the house in Donna. No. See, your memory is crap. No. I think your memory might be crap. No, we'll ask mom because her memory is worse than both of ours. Where we played Madden 99 on oh, Super Nintendo. It is so not. Yes, <laughs> it is. Josh, I broke my 97, foot when I was sorry, like... 97. Madden 97 is what we would play. Okay, and I, I broke my foot when I was like five. No. Yes. No. You think, you're telling me I have memories from when I was two? I It, it was five or six. You had I, to have been no. seven or eight when that happened. Yeah. That was the same house that we received a DVD player when they were hundreds of dollars still. And the first DVD we got was The Mummy, and we would watch it on repeat because it was the only DVD we had. so delusional. I'm not at all. That was the the house. 1610 Donna. It was not at 1610 Donna. It was. It was so not. I feel bad for whoever lives there now. (laughs) (laughs) Like one day this podcast is going to blow up, you know? People are going to be like, oh, can I come sniff your carpet? (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, so then in all of your infinite wisdom and <laughs> your wonderful ginseng-fueled memory, w- give me some memories because I'm the only one bringing anything to the table here. Man, I don't know. Is there any moments where y'all caught the other doing something embarrassing? Not really, but we, we didn't. When we were younger, we interacted a lot more. And then as, you know, Sean was getting into high school and I was in junior high and stuff like that, it was no longer kind of like cool to hang out with your brother. He had his own friends that he wanted to spend his time with. And I was just like the annoying little brother trying to tag along. So, but you were already like, you were trying to like, you were already working on your art. You were building mm -hmm. your own band. You know, you were, um, especially like after, even after high school when you were like working with all those bands all the time and, you know, setting up shows and stuff like that, that just wasn't my... Because at, at right after high school, I got my associates. Well, and yeah, and, and then, then I you worked were in a drafting, drafting, and then you went back to college for and criminal I got my, justice. My yeah, bachelor's and masters. But uh, 
I remember you had a best friend back in the day um, named Nate. Nate Ewing, yeah. Yeah, and and I thought he was super cool. I like I was the little brother, and I was st- this was back in the day. Like I I don't even know if I was ten yet. You know, I was still mm-hmm. probably like seven, eight, nine. So, and and I remember that Nate wore ck1 cologne and every time nate would spend the night sean's room would smell like ck1 for the next like week and i thought it was the coolest thing in the world and to this day that's still my favorite cologne i mean nate was like 100 percent that 90s kid that you think of yeah hair walks you know the the, like the long hair ck1 um i wouldn't be surprised if there well i mean it was like unbuttoned flannels it was right when jinkos were starting Mm -hmm. to become a thing yeah um nate was cool but yeah, it I mean, cool. and then I've been friends with Dutton since the fourth grade. Uh huh. Well, I remember for the most part, it was uh, Matt Dutton, Nate, and Joe. Joe Cranning. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and Matt actually contributed. Um, he was the one that told the story on the Halloween episode about the back road going to Stephenville. Oh. That's Sean's best friend, basically. Yeah. I've, kn- I've known him since the fourth grade. Um, yeah, I mean, so he's known me since I was in like first grade. Like yeah. literally, he's known me since I was probably like five. You know, yeah, yeah. And we know their family and everything. Old, old, old uh, church friends. Yeah, tight. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it was really just well, uh, Josh took the route that was more um, not always the smartest route, but the no. more more daring route. I, I would, rebellious. Well, just impulsive. Yeah, I was risky. You know what I mean? And some of it paid off, like tattooing. Some of it really did not. <laughs> yeah. Like music, you know? Grindcore. Yeah. That, mean, uh, and, and, and that also is like something that I gave up on yeah. to focus on tattooing. Mm. So there's there's no knowing where that would be today if I hadn't given yeah. up on it, but I just, my priorities shifted, you no. know? Um, and I took a much more conservative route. Yeah. You went very uh, wife, home. 2.5 kids, white picket fence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worked out for both of us in very yeah. different ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and <sighs> if, if you know, because um, my wife, I mean, we're up in Washington now because my wife is a nuclear chemist. She works at an active nuclear power plant. Yeah. Um, they produce enough power every day for all of like seattle you know they, yeah. they do a million dollars a day in electricity and you even uh you did like the stay-at-home dad thing for a while i did when y'all we, first got there right yeah we um we sold our house moved in with my mom for three weeks before we you know went up to washington um in that three weeks allison told me we were pregnant <laughs> also in that three weeks my honda of one hundred eighty thousand miles died so we had to buy a truck three days before we drive up there yeah um, like that was like chaos. Yeah, you know of that time. Yeah. Um, and then we but, get up but there. it was such a good opportunity. Like yeah. you guys could not do it. It with and um, you have like a master's in criminal justice and have yet to kind of find a job to use that. And I feel like we were talking before that that's more often than case than not is people aren't using their degrees. So when Allison got an opportunity to actually use. Her degree, her degree, yeah. and it was a nice, like, well-paying job at being a scientist. Like, you guys kind of had to had to jump on that, yeah, because you know? she was, um, uh, you know, she was she was dying in her industry here. She was yeah. a high school 
basically a high school, all the sciences teachers, you know, chemistry, uh-huh. biology, regular, you know, IPC, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it became a lot more of um, not why did my son, how did my son earn this grade? Where did he fail at? Why did you give my son this well, grade? For sure. And that's the thing is because she went to school to be a scientist. Mm-hmm. But in Texas, the only thing she could do was teach science. And you know, there, Texas was, there was nowhere to apply that. Critically short right? on science and math teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was able to you know somewhat get into her field. Um, but it's um it's become so much of a a customer service oriented field yeah it's not the I golden remember, age of teaching well and it's um i don't want to get anything too like political or like you know, mm-hmm. anything like that but i remember instances where administration was telling teachers that there were certain students that they were not even allowed to punish because they didn't want it to come back mm-hmm. as like um, you know, discriminatory or racist or something like that. So, so there were like, it, every everything was catering to uh, parent complaints, mm-hmm. more or less, from well, from my understanding. And a know? lot of it too is like, you know, they your child doesn't turn something in. Well, they can't just give them a zero, so they give them a sixty mm-hmm. because it's the whole kind of no child left behind yeah. policy. Yeah. Which, if you look at it in theory, hey, that's a great idea. But in practice, it's just not turning out what they wanted it to be. It, well, it, I don't even know that it's a great theory. Well, it also I mean, it's sets the, them up for failure. Yeah, it's it does. the participation trophy of grades. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and grades exist as like that litmus of how yeah. much knowledge is your child retaining. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I don't know that there's a perfect system either because no, not, not every child learns the same. Not everyone tests the same, and it's not always a a uh, indicator of their intelligence level. It yeah. might just be an indicator of like how they perform in a classroom setting or how, yeah. how they do on multiple choice tests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, when it, we, when we moved up there, I, I did, I went from a very high stress, yeah, high, high um, visibility, um, litigious job. So you were without, I mean, just to the black and white of it, you were the elections administrator for Bell County, yes, right? Yes, I was the first election. So like if you yeah. went to an election location to vote, mm-hmm. you were basically, the Sean was the one that set that up. Yeah. Right? So soup to nuts, I did, I would set it, up an it, entire election. <laughs> soup to nuts? I've never heard that. It, is that implying that you're nuts? We're going in the soup? No, soup to nuts means like everything, full gambit. Yeah, but we need to dig into where this phrase came from. Is it a Washington thing? No, yeah, right? It is no, it is not a Washington thing. You know, dipping nuts in soup? <laughs> no, it was soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. Yes, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, for all four of the listeners out there, hey, <laughs> like forty three, right? Yeah, and one of them is being <clears throat> Dutton. Mm-hmm. Soup. Soup to nuts. I've never heard that in my life. Have you? No. Sounds like well, you got to remember, I didn't, I didn't know what that smarts meant. Yeah, he had never heard that smarts. Soup to nuts definition. I, I need the soup to nuts history. Usage throughout history. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm also not going to sit here and watch you Google. Covering words. every detail or part of something. Okay. The entire procedure from soup. Learn more about soup to nuts. Hold on. <laughs> uh, statistics. Popularity. Cite this entry. 
Yeah, so I need the history of soup. It's to from nuts. the nineteen. What know. does it mean? It, that it means covering every detail. Yes, but who was the first person that was like? I don't know, Mister Soup and his pal Mister like, Nuts. I don't. Wow, know. you you really thought about this? And he said, "Yep, mm, soup to nuts." <laughs> like, uh, what the hell you just say, Frank? <laughs> okay, like, so. Regardless. Okay, super uh, Okay, so everything from the announcements being in the paper, what's on the ballot, who's working the polls, the machine that counts, ballots by mail, um, counting, officially reporting to the state, I did all of that. Yeah. Uh, with had... a, with with a, an amazing staff. Yeah. Um, soup to nuts. Yeah, yeah. soup to nuts. All of that. <laughs> I can't believe you never heard that. I can't, um, I can't believe it's a phrase. So yeah, so I I did I did media interviews a lot. I you know if I messed up, it was a Senate subcommittee saying, "What did you do? Why did you break this law?" Right? Mm. Like, and that that was so from going it all from kind of that, fell back on your shoulders. Yeah. So from going from that to stay at home dad, and 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 we are very much Texas people. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a lot of Texas pride, and. We yeah, think, so we but, think Texas is its own country. Going so, from that to moving to Washington, yeah, to my first, you know, my oldest son being born, and then not really finding a position up there, and and transitioning mentally to that stay-at-home dad and emotionally, yeah, because that was something I never thought I'd do, and it was hard. Well, you never even thought you'd leave Texas, no, you know, and, and I never realized. Um, and you went to school for like seven years. Who you? Uh, I got my bachelor's and master's in five. Yeah, but you forgot about the two years you spent getting your drafting degree. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for I've you got to oodles go to, of degree. Yeah, yeah, you go to go to school for seven years and then not only not get a job in your field, but not even have a job. Yeah. You just didn't you stay, stay at home. Dad. Dad. Yeah. And I never realized how much of myself I used I identified with my job. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so I had to I I had to um there was a lot of depression there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I well, had to re, I had to re say I'm not the EA and a husband and a Christian. I am a father yeah. and a husband and a Christian, and I also work for this. And right? you, like, uh, and it didn't help. A lot of the stay at home thing was the fact that um, both both the boys were NICU, right? Yeah. So um, Brett was born. I want to think he was. Six weeks early, mm-hmm. um, and he was NICU. I think he was uh, he was a little over five pounds, um, and that was um, its own set of situations. Yeah. And then Bo, when he was born, he had a little bit of a heart defect, um, so he was in the NICU. Yeah. Because when, I remember it was scary at the beginning because it was like, first it was like, well, we don't really know what's going on, and the second it was like, well, fifty fifty, this might affect the rest of his life, or he might be just fine, like you yeah. know, and that. I feel like it was probably the first six months of his life that it was like we don't know what this is going to look like long term. Well, it, when he first when when he first came into this world, they told us, look, it's either going to be um, we'll be able to treat it here, or he's immediately getting air flighted. Yeah, you know, to a, to a specialty, um, and and we live in an area in Washington called the Tri Cities, and we're about three hundred thousand, so it's not a small town. Yeah, we have our our list of specialties. So if it was going to be something that they had to air flight him out, it was going to be major. Yeah. And it turns out that everything's been fine. It's the best outcome we could have ever asked for. Yeah, I mean, he, he, both the kids are thriving. Yeah, like you, yeah. Could, you couldn't tell interacting with either of them that they were like NICU babies. Yeah. you know what I mean. They, but um, going to a a single dad thing, not single dad. I'm sorry, that's yeah. that's the wrong term. <laughs> a stay at home dad thing. Um, 
it was something I never expected, and I actually ended up liking it. Um, I actually ended up enjoying it a lot. The only reason um, I I kept looking for a job was because I was worried about wanting us to someday be able to retire. Yeah. yeah. And starting to put away for that. And I think it was, I think God knew that maybe I was an okay, sing, uh, okay stay-at-home dad with one. But I think two, you know, maybe he knew that <laughs> I was going to need more help than I could, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because it, I mean, my boys, they're, they're all the time going, going, going. And I, I, am, I struggle with a quick temper. Oh, same. That's, um, that's the Snyder blood, though. And I have, to, I have to keep it in check, and sometimes I, I fail same. and I show it. Not, yeah. not that I hurt anybody or I'm violent, but I, I'll lash out or yeah, I'll yeah. bang on a table. And it's, I don't want my boys to have that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, generational curses. You, gotta, mm-hmm. you have to be the one to break the cycle, you know? Yeah. And that's what I'm working on now. And uh, there's so much. But having kids also... I think having kids in a lot of ways can justify your own childhood. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are those moments that you remember how you were treated, you remember how you felt, things like that, and you swore that you would never be that. And then one yeah. day you become a parent and you're like, oh, I, just, I, I get yeah. why my mom said this or why my dad did that because now I see like. I just I, told Brett two days ago. Um, close the door. We're not trying to cool the outside. And I was, and as soon as I said it, I said it, and I was like, "We're not trying to cool the outside." I can't believe I just said that. I wonder, like, have you hit a uh, because I said so? Oh yet? Yeah, yeah, no, because yeah, if but um, there are moments where that's 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 the only yeah, it's totally the only answer. You well, know? the thing is, is like if you if you say, "Well, we're not going to do that because," then it gives them a reason to argue. Well, why not? Uh-huh. If you say because I said so, that's the rule. It's done. Yeah. It's definitive. Is that going to work forever? No, no, but it works for right now. Well, and it also, I think it depends on the cognitive ability of the child. It does. As, as they grow in maturity and they're able to understand more complex ideas, then mm-hmm. you can have more of a conversation. You know yeah. what I mean? But like a, a four-year-old doesn't care about, you know. Have well, y'all... if we look at uh, systemically, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Have y'all hit the, uh, where are you going? You hit them with the Nunya. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I used to always wonder where the heck Nunya was. So I never knew. I think it's in Africa. Oh, well, like maybe. my my four-year-old, um, a couple weeks ago for, for work, I had to go to Seattle for a week because I um, committee meetings and stuff like that. And we told him we went to Seattle. And... The conversation came back up, and he's like, "Oh, he's at he's at Adel, because he thought Adel was a person that I was going to seeing. see. Yeah, yeah. you're seeing Adel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kids. Yeah. Which I mean, that whole trip was eye opening. You know, with um, well, yeah, the homeless were, population and stuff like in that Seattle. <laughs> yeah. It's, so Seattle is technically a little bit smaller than Austin, but to me, they're the I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say they're the. I would go Portland. I would say Austin wants to be Portland. Seattle's a close second. They they both have. They all three of them have that. Let's keep it weird. Yeah, you know that that whole vibe. Ooh, let's keep it weird. Yeah. And I think let's Portland's have a demilitarized zone in yeah. the middle of the city. <laughs> well, and I think Portland's even We're worse doing because weird things. they decriminalized a lot of their drug use. Yeah, and so now yeah. it's open fentanyl in the street. Is it a lot or is it all? I, I think thought they de- decriminalized all drugs. I, I I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn on yeah. it, but yeah. 
Um, but the area that we're at, we're lucky. It's you know, we had a where do you of, where do you stand on that? On what decriminalizing all drugs? I think I, uh, personally, decriminalizing all drugs as they are produced in nature, I could maybe understand. You know what I mean? Like marijuana grows straight out of the ground. Uh, mushrooms grow straight out of the ground. I, I could maybe see that. But like something that has to be produced in a lab or like methamphetamines that have to go through a chemical process, I think that should still be criminalized because it's not something natural that we're taking advantage yeah. of as a species. It's something very much like... With with my background and uh, my studies, let's say, uh-huh. my studies in criminal justice and stuff, when Portland kind of said that they were going to stop prosecuting certain drug offenses... I was optimistic, maybe. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, not optimistic. I was in, I uh, was curious. Because well, I, I wanted to see if. It's too, though, right? They, they acted like, oh, if we, if we stop criminalizing that, then more people would come forward seeking help and they would want to go into rehab and no, they want to stop using. And, and, and I don't think that's the case at all. Because what they do now is say, like, oh, look how our crime rates have gone down. And it's like, that doesn't mean your drug use has gone down. Yeah. That just no. means you're no longer prosecuting the drug use, you know? Well, their their crime rates are still sky high because crimes are still being reported. Yeah. It's just they're not prosecuting, right? So the crime is still there. Whether the person's prosecuted or not is a different story. So their crime rates are still high. It's like it, just because a, a city may have a low conviction rate, the murder still happens, so it's still reported. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an interesting idea <coughs> that, that that maybe it'd be cool if these if these drug users thought, okay, hey, I'm not going to get in trouble. Maybe I'll come forward and get help. I'm I'm down with that. I think it's but I think it has the exact opposite effect. It did. Basically, it just brought it brought it out of the alley, the use yeah. out of the alley it, and onto the public yeah. road. And all it says now is, hey, I'm not going to get in trouble. Like, let's get higher. Yeah, they abuse it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I watched a little, you know, ten minute documentary, and this doctor or this um, officer, this guy started ODing right in front of these people. Another homeless person came in, started going through their pockets. The officer had to shoo them off. They start giving them Narcan, you know, just to revive it, uh-huh. him. And then he doesn't want to go to the hospital. So then they just leave him there. The guy just OD'd, yeah. just got revived, just got pit pocketed. There's like four crimes. Yeah. And now he's right back to where he was. They can't do anything about it. But the crime rate's down because no one got arrested for anything. <laughs> no, but there's still the like, report. The report is what is where the, the crime report rate comes. was. Guy ODs. Yeah, probably. you know what I mean. Probably, yeah. Like, what about the guy that robbed him? You know no. that that was a crime that yeah. wasn't wasn't I, prosecuted. Wasn't you know? I'm, it's not going to go against the statistic. I'm glad that we don't live on that side of the state. the The side yeah. that we are on is more rural. It's more. Um, Without getting too political, it's more conservative. Uh-huh. Um, we're really close to Idaho. Um, and where we're at now, especially where we're at now, is a high brain trust area. I mean, you got people like my wife who works at a nuclear power plant. Yeah. And there's a chemist there. Um, and uh, which is really cool. I got to work in outage there, which is where they refuel one third of the reactor rods and so i got to see the inner workings of it and it's really cool um and then you've got like pacific national uh pacific northwest national laboratory where those are mathematicians and scientists and they're making apps for the government and you know stuff like that yeah um so there's a big brain trust in that area because that's where the manhattan project was Mm. so i mean the local high school their mascot is the richland bombers 
And their little symbol is a little nuclear mushroom cloud. I mean, that's pretty tight, though. Yeah, it's pretty hard. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we had kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, every mascot I've ever had was an animal. I mean, we right? came with uh, high school with one of the most ghetto mascots, the what, bulldog. The bulldog. Where, where, hey, where it's spelled D-A-W-G. <laughs> but <laughs> we were also state champs like five years in a row under, what, Jack Welch? Yeah. Before he went to UMHB? I don't know if it was state champs, but we were usually high eye up there. Yeah. yeah. I know we never had a bad season, you know what under I mean? Under him, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> but, you know. And it was that same, like, bulldog Go dogs. thing that you've seen <laughs> in a thousand different places. Still yeah. looks hard, though. <laughs> It's every high school uses the same bulldog. Exactly. Logo. And the tiger and the cougar and the, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like 12 mascots that just get recycled in every small town in America. So bombers kind of tight. Yeah. You know, yeah. Until someone like calls in a bomb threat on something. Like, <laughs> well, ah, we need to change your mascot. I had heard there was like this push to rename it. And I'm like, why? It's original and it's historic it's to this area. to bombs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the main roads that runs by our house is Bombing Range Road. I mean, and we have a lot of cool roads here, but that's just because of Fort Hood. You know, we've so, got, like tank, tank battalion or tank destroyer. Yeah. You know, like that's a, that's so a tight road. Allison um, works out at the Hanford Reserve, which is where um, that's the whole reserve. And then there's different companies out there, but sh- hers is the last of the um, energy producing power plants. All the other power plant or all the other um, reactors that were out there uh-huh. were during the Manhattan Project, and mm. they've all been sealed up. But apparently. Um, when all that stuff was going, they're like, we got to make the bomb, got to make the bomb, got to get the, you know, we got to get yeah. the fuel out, get the fuel out. They weren't exactly honest with where they were burying waste or not honest. Like they just didn't care and they didn't yeah. make maps. So that's why the Hanford cleanup has been going on and it continues to go on now because they'll, they'll find new ways of finding where they buried stuff and then they have to clean it up because it's all Indian reservation. Mm. So, and apparently at one so, point it was... So you have nuclear waste buried on Indian burial grounds. This is like a recipe. <laughs> no, you know? I don't know if it's Indian burial grounds. Stephen but... King just blew a load somewhere. <laughs> Pet Cemetery um, 3. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's the that's the bad side of when they were trying to make these bombs and pump them out. And yeah. apparently, what they used to do was they would wait for an animal to die, find out if it's irradiated, and then if it figure is, where it died go at, yeah. go figure it out. And yeah. then apparently, they got to where they were able to use basically like a a giant Geiger counter hanging from a helicopter and See, fly that's what over I the they, land. They would just be able, be able to, to get spikes. test the soil. And be yeah. Like, oh, okay. But it's it's I I think it's like a hundred thousand acres. Yeah. So it's huge, right? It'd be like, hey, go find that one spot in Fort Hood where we buried that thing that one time four yeah. years ago, and nobody remembers. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could see that. Um, there's also, um, mm. you know, you guys, well, here in Texas, we've got like the deer crossing, you know, next 10 miles. Yeah. Out on the reserve, they have like these deer crossing signs, but they're green. And it's basically telling you um, if you hit something out here, don't harvest it. It like could it, be. It could be irradiated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Zombie deer. Um, Zombie deer. And and <laughs> See, there that's is. That's what I'm saying. There's, the recipe is. It's there. Well, know? and and um, so Allison's plant's been running since 1984. Okay. Enough energy to cover all Seattle every day, right? A lot of energy, and the amount of 
radioactive material they have is think of like a gasoline tanker you see running down the road. Uh-huh. 22 of those full of rods sitting out there at their, about, about that many. Of used rods. Yeah. Okay. That's all the That's waste the they've waste. put out. I mean, but think about that. They've been going for but 40 w- years now, wait. and they've only filled up 22 tanker trucks. And then they just leave them sitting in the tanks? Well, they were supposed to go to Yucca Mountain, but all that got shut down. So now they have to keep them there. But these these tanks aren't like a regular tank. They're checked every 12 hours to make sure that they're not heating up or anything like that. They're all completely sealed, and they're rated for basically like a, a you know a, a 747 could crash into them, and they're not going to break. Why don't we just dig deeper? It became political with Yucca Mountain. I People, feel like if we were to just had, dig further underground. Well, Yucca Mountain was going to be this vault rated for like 10,000 years. Yeah. And it became political that it wasn't sexy to have all of our nuclear waste in one spot. But it's not sexy to have nuclear waste in general, but we have to do something with it. Because right now, all of our nuclear waste is sitting in oil trucks. So there's a really good documentary. In in a parking lot somewhere. I'm just saying they're they're that size. They're they're concrete. Yeah, yeah. um, They're called isfacy tanks. But there's a really good documentary called Pandora's. What the hell are you talking about? Bussy tanks? Isfacy. He said his busty tank. <laughs> no. Um, there's a really good documentary called Pandora's Promise, and where they've, if Allison's plant, um, Energy Northwest, puts out waste, their plant A, they put out waste type A. They have the technology to build plant B to run off of waste A. Oh, okay. And so on down the line, all the way to like plant D. And, and then they can re-enrich Does it the just fuel. become less irradiated every time it's used? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, which would also make the waste less harmful. Yeah. And then at the end, when they get to plant D, where they're using C's fuel, yeah. they can keep enriching it. Why haven't they put this into practice yet? Politically. Hmm. What else is new? Politically, okay. nuclear. I'm actually pretty tired of hearing about a nuclear power plant. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into something fun. So there have been multiple occasions where me and Nate will have a discussion on an episode of the podcast, and then you will like text me, or we talked about it on the drive. We talked about it a little bit at mom's house. And you yesterday. ignore my text. That's okay. No hard feelings. Um, I have to care about what you're saying. Okay, I usually don't. One so, time I texted like Monster Jam 1997 or whatever that was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I read Crickets. it. What am I? Crickets. Okay, I'll text. Um, asterisk pats you on back. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> uh, but you usually have something to chime in. So, like, we were talking about, like, our favorite childhood toys, mm-hmm. and you had maybe had that discussion where you had thought about some. And the same, we had talked about horror movies where we were rating, and you had that discussion where you had talked yeah, about Yeah, there's, something. like, nine times out of ten when I'm listening to you guys, I'm like, no, you're an idiot, and here's why. <laughs> yeah. So, now's your chance. Well, now I wish I had taken notes. Mm. <laughs> oh, why? Because your memory's so good? <laughs> It's only as bad as yours. Sixteen ten Donna. It was not. We can ask mom when we get home. Uh, so, <clears throat> is there any future episodes that you feel your opinion is valued enough to chime in on? Like your favorite childhood toys. We had talked about, we can't remember what they were called, but they were super tight. It was like a Transformer, mm-hmm. but it was like significantly better engineered and you actually had like a metal key so like you would put the key in and turn the key and it would like open up and yeah so it was like a little gray van 
with kind of like a cockpit style windshield and it was dual axled in the back um and you'd put the key in the back and you flip it and the top would open up and then a helicopter would you could play with the helicopter that was inside and they had like three or four of these cars and it's like one of those very few that i've just not been able to track down yeah because we can't even remember what they were called but i remember it vividly yeah. do some googling <laughs> uh, good luck because i know he's already googled and tried to find it you know <laughs> well um so a couple of weeks ago i had saw a movie you know, when we used to be able to stay up till one. Yeah, yeah. That was the rule. We could stay up till one AM. I had saw a movie and I I I searched for that movie for ten years, could not find it fifteen years. And I told Allison about it. She found it in five minutes. What was it? It's called Dogfight. It's got uh Joaquin Phoenix in it. Okay. And basically it's a movie a bunch of these soldiers come into um, San Francisco. They're all fixing to get deployed to um, Vietnam. Okay. And they have what they call the dogfight. Where each one of these soldiers gets the ugliest girl they can find. They bring them to this dance, and then some of the other soldiers will judge them. And I don't think they could make this movie today. And and it, it turns into more of um um he ends up falling for the girl he brings. So it's like a rom com? Nah. It, it kinda it, sounds like a it, rom com. It's, it's got a rom com. I wouldn't vibes. say com. I would say it, it's a it's a romance. Which is but, almost worse. <laughs> it was a it was a movie I saw when we stayed up late, and I I've thought about that movie because the guy gets um it's him and his three buddies they're all their names all start with a B, so when and so they line up together all the time so they end up becoming friends, and they all decide they're going to go get bee tattoos like uh, the actual like insect yeah. yeah, and he misses out because he ends up staying with this girl that night and so the next day they all ship out, well the other three die. And he comes back and he gets four bees tattooed on it. Mm. And that like stuck in my mind for decades. It's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie from our childhood that we had recorded off of the television onto a VHS tape. And I cannot remember the name of the movie because we always called it Puppy Pound. Little Spies. Little Spies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, even written on the side of the VHS tape was Puppy Pound. That movie's a banger. Okay, It's, it's about these, okay. this dog that gets made kidnapped. Made for TV by Disney. Yeah, it's a made-for-TV Disney movie called Little Spies. And these kids decide they're going to break into this pound to get this dog out because the evil uh, dog, dog napper <laughs> kidnapped this dog. But it was tight because they had like the scene where like, the one kid builds like a replica of the pound out of Legos, like when they're like planning it, and like, oh, we're gonna go through here. Does, and that, they does had, that sound it familiar? familiar. Right? And they yeah. had like the Asian kid that had like the remote control stuff, like <laughs> yeah. it was very stereotypical for the time. Yes, very. Little, um, but little it's, spies. It's one of those ones where you can't find it streaming anywhere. Nobody is selling it. Yeah, that's it. Let me um, and nobody's selling it anywhere. Like on man, that cover yeah. doesn't even look good. <laughs> Banger movie. That one? Banger yeah, movie. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. It looks pretty familiar. We got to find it. <laughs> eBay, somebody's got it. 1986? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we had it recorded on VHS. <laughs> well, for the, for the longest time in our house, like we you know, had stuff recorded off of TV. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about Star Wars A New Hope. We only had Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back on VHS for the longest time. Yeah, because I think we got when they came when they started releasing those box the sets. The trilogy box yeah, set. Where it it's had the like first the, time I had saw the a new blue hope. cover, the purple cover, mm -hmm. and the green cover yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Um 
I remember, so we had a like a boom box. And uh, this was back when like your TV would be hooked up to the radio. Mm-hmm. So you would have like surround sound basically just mm-hmm. coming out of the radio. But I would take cassette tapes and record the audio of movies onto the cassette tapes. And then I would listen to them like audiobooks. And I had Star Wars and Jurassic Park on a cassette tape. Like just the audio, you know? But then if I was like mowing the lawn or something, I would just listen to the movies. It's like a little cassette player. I was weird, dude. <laughs> I was weird. You had, and you used to make like those movies. You had that one creepy one with the visitor where like the guy came down the stairs and oh, you were sleeping on the couch. You I should, forgot you about that. You should that. find that. And then, you know how many times I've thought about See, writing I would, a book I would make it based TikToks. off of an idea you had? Which idea was it? Better not be my genie. Magic no. pants? No. Right. Where um, humanity finds a way <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to yep. build a, uh-huh. um, yep. a portal or something. To ha- <laughs> You're just going to... What if somebody else writes that book off my idea? Well, I've only been thinking about it for 15 years. <laughs> You've been thinking about writing my book? <laughs> you have done nothing with it. Uh, I have created. Like, if, if the credits were rolling, it would say, based on... <laughs> The characters <laughs> created by Joshua Snyder. Okay? Based on a loose idea he mentioned one time in the yeah. fourth grade. There is a movie that exists, okay? In in like junior high, I came up with this idea for magic pair of pants, okay? <laughs> They're always in style. They're indestructible. Like this is what I would ask a genie for, okay? And no matter how much money you need at any given moment, that is what is in the pockets, Okay, so you go to McDonald's. They say eleven seventy three. You stick your hand in your pocket. There's eleven dollars seventy three cents in there. Boom! You give it to them. You literally leave, walk next door, and you're like, "I want to buy a car." They're like, "Oh, it's sixteen thousand dollars." And you're like, "Well, check this out: sixteen grand in my pocket. Magic pants." Okay, that is a very specific idea. <laughs> all right, I have had this since I was in my my teenage years. It was a book that I wanted to write. I saw on Netflix a few years back, <laughs> that movie exists now. And I am fully convinced that I told someone that idea that had the connections to take my idea and make it happen. Did you read that the is credits? too specific. No, I didn't watch the movie. I read the description. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> Bullshit. <clears throat> well, I will give you it's a footnote. I'll give you a footnote. So do you ever wash the pants? No, that's the thing. They're indestructible. They're they always sing. in style. So you might wake up and now they look different. They're magic. So they never stink? No. They're they're the perfect pants. Why they don't pants? get dirty? Why not a, a jacket or a hoodie? What happens when it's 106 degrees in Texas? You wear shorts. Yeah. I would rather wear pants than a jacket in a Texas summer. Okay. And they're always in style. That means when you wake up in the summer, they are shorts. Then they're not pants. They're pantalones. <laughs> so what about the movie? What was it called? The Sphere? The Sphere is tight. So you remember that movie? Yeah. He was talking about you had like a nightmare about it. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. Because yeah, um, so I had um, when he said he had that, you know, the dream where that sphere was in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a dream that you're in a you're in like a white room, completely white. And but it's mass. It's vat. It, as far as the eye can see, it just keeps going. But you're in a corner, right? Like you're okay. in the corner of this this infinite room. And in front of you is something that's shaped. Um, it's it's metal. 
It's shaped like a like a paper towel tube. Okay. Okay. A little bit thicker, more like piping, right? And it's just laying there on the ground. Okay. And as you start watching it, it starts to to hop end to end, right? Just kind of like hopping back and forth. Yeah. Right? But the more you look at it, the faster it starts to get. And it starts to grow in size. And it gets bigger and faster. And at first it just sounds like tink, 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 tink. Uh-huh. But then slowly it, it's getting fast enough and big enough to where it's creating like a howl. And then there's wind. And then by the time it's the size of a house and it's, you know, it's the heaviest thing that you've ever seen and it's still bouncing and it's getting faster and it's becoming a blur. Now it sounds like a train horn and it sounds like a tornado and it sounds like rubble being destroyed and you can scream and you can't even hear yourself scream and you're scared and you close your eyes and you clench your fists and you cover your ears and then it stops and you look back at it and it starts tink 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 tink, like it starts all over again all over again and that was like a reoccurring nightmare i had and it always was around the time where something in my life was out of my control and that thing was out of my control Mm -hmm. it didn't matter what i tried to do to influence it always came bigger stronger heavier or louder than i could ever be See, mine would never, I would always wake up in the middle of mine with the chrome sphere. I, I would wake up, but quite often I would go back to sleep and it would start again. Yeah. I would have, uh, I would force myself to wake up fully. You know what I mean? Like when I was having those things happen, I would get out of bed, I would walk around, I would make sure I was awake and I would like not try to go back to sleep until I had, because too often what I would, what would happen when I was younger, cause you know, I had like night tears like every night. So I would wake up and then immediately go back to sleep while the, the whole dream was still like fresh. Like it was, I had fall back asleep with it still in my mind and it would just like start right back over, you know? Yeah. So I tried to, uh get up uh, yeah I, I, I wanted to like yeah i'd like reframe <laughs> my whole mind before i'd go back to sleep you know get up go to the bathroom walk around the room turn the lights on for a while like wait for my heart rate to decrease <laughs> and you know i i had one dream one time where my teeth were made of glass and i pulled them all out mm. that happened once oh yeah and you know you were you were thinking about um childhood stuff yeah and i just thought about remember that uh that birthday party I had where dad got us all chem lights and we ended up breaking, breaking them open. Them. Yeah. And so there was like 12 kids running up and down the street covered in glowing. And, you know, I can only imagine if somebody drove by at that point. <laughs> it was the nineties. We're, we're all covered in, time, in you know? chemical fluid. That's glowing. <laughs> I remember one. I remember breaking one open in my mouth accidentally. <laughs> like I remember vividly, Spitting out, and then like looking in the mirror, and my mouth was glowing. I also choked on a dime one time. You remember that? Yeah. I was like laying on the floor. We were watching Three Amigos, (laughs) Uh, and I had change in my mouth, and it went down my throat, and couldn't get it out. And they wound up having to take me to the hospital. Well, and um. That we also found out, like you know, through your guys's podcast and a little bit of my own research, that like cosmic horror yeah. is our like preferred genre, like so, annihilation or yeah. aliens or mm-hmm. um, any of that. It, uh, 
space, unknown what the enemy is. Uh, that one we just talked the about, endless. endless. The yeah, endless, yeah. Um, especially uh, Event Horizon, <clears throat> which Nate still hasn't seen. Yeah, I still have to watch it. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing, bro? Sorry, what are you doing? Um, and that's why I think that's why I like. Uh, I think his name is. Um, I think he's a Polish painter, uh, Paczynski, and then like Geiger. Geiger, yeah. Um, and that's why I want to play that new new game, Scorn. Yeah, that game looks pretty tight. We had talked about that a little bit the other day at my mom's house. I think it, it, it's it, one of those games that I think once you once you're past the visual aesthetic of it, it gets boring. Yeah, there's like nothing really left after that. Yeah, you know? I, you know, I've heard it's more. There's a little bit of shooting. It's more puzzle solving. You know, kind yeah. of um, linear levels. But uh, yeah, I think if you love his art style, you're probably gonna love that game. Yeah, and for yeah. those that don't know, Scorn's a first person. Technically, I guess you would call it a first-person shooter. Uh, it's a horror adventure. game where the whole aesthetic of it is like you're basically inside of like a uh, HR Geiger painting. Geiger, however they say it. Yeah, so, I've heard it both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so um, what else did you? So we had touched on the toys thing mm -hmm. and we had touched on like the horror movies mm -hmm. so did you have anything that you wanted to add to our horror movie list and we really only talked about that one toy but i remember a big thing for us growing up was um like we would put our money together and work for a whole summer to save up enough money to go buy like the n64 mm -hmm. you know your parents um, pay for half of it or yeah, something they were like yeah. we'll match your dollar or whatever and I remember that was actually a cool memory because we finally got enough money to get the N64, but it came with one controller and no games. Where'd y'all get it? We at? went Walmart. We okay. went to go get it. And then like as a special surprise for us saving our money, dad was like, okay, we're going to get you guys a game and an extra controller too. Wave and Runner 64. Wave Runner. Wave Runner was the first <laughs> that one. Was the first one. But GoldenEye is the one we spent the most time on by yeah. far. Yeah. By and far. Uh, like we've both been big gamers. Yeah. Because um, but... we got the Super Nintendo. So we had the regular Nintendo. Yeah. The NES. And then for Christmas, we got the Super Nintendo. So we gave our NES to our cousins. And I remember still to this day, I feel bad because I like they were getting our hand-me-down system and we were getting like the brand new cool system. You know what I mean? But screw. Um, <clears throat> and then we got the 64. Like we just, but we kind of, I remember the 64 specifically, we had to save up our money and buy it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we played the hell out of that Mario Kart and Goldeneye. We -hmm. played the most of, I think, because that was back when you still had the couch, couch multiplayer is what mm -hmm. they call it, like mm -hmm. split screen, you know, mm -hmm. and we would play Goldeneye. They had this mode called License to Kill where everything was a one shot. Mm -hmm. So we would turn on License to Kill, and then we'd turn on Slappers only. And we had a rule that you were not allowed to pick Odd Job because he was half the, the height of everyone else, and you literally had to crouch to be able to karate chop him. Yeah. So he was like... Well, what other... Because I'm drawing a blank. Other topics that you guys have talked about... Um, I can't remember. There's just been a few instances where you've texted me and be like, oh, you know, I just listened to this episode. There was this, whatever. Um, but I think that was mainly it. I was just curious... Wanted to give you an opportunity because everyone will always hit me up and be like, like they want to weigh in on the topic of an episode. Do you remember? You know, and nobody like, ever actually gets an opportunity. Back to do in that. the day when you would go to like Walmart or any place to get like video game stuff, they would have like the demo out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you had to like bend your neck like this in order to see the TV <laughs> yeah. screen. Kind of missed that. 
uh, our dentist office when we were children had an N64 with a 1080 snowboarding. That's a banger. Isn't that what the game was called? What? 1080 snowboarding? 1080 snowboarding? Oh, 1080 yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's another one tight. of those games. Like, cause and then there was what? SSX Tricky or whatever? That was after that. Yeah. I think there that was like was... a car one. I think it was like Ridge Racer, like 87 or something. Vigilante 8. Vigilante 8 we played the hell out of, which was the N64 version of Twisted Metal. Because mm-hmm. Twisted Metal was a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, so N64 came out with their own version, which was called Vigilante 8. And to this day, I think it's better. Really? Yeah. About Pokemon Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. I had well, every, see, I that had was Pokemon. That, that was, was my him. thing. Yeah, he, Josh had got. Josh was very much more into like the trendy stuff. Yeah. So he got into Pokemon. He got into Beanie Babies. He got I still into got my collection of Ty Beanie Babies. He got way too into the Spice Girls. Uh, as if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like the last trendy thing I ever got into, I think was like Pogs. But Josh hey, got into Pogs and pogs Yo-Yos and <laughs> Girl yeah, Josh, Pants. Josh didn't just get into stuff, okay? Like, I got into Yo-Yos, yeah. And then you know what I did? I created Yo-Yo Club at my school. I was the leader of it. We had Yo-Yo competitions that I won. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you were the only one there? No. <laughs> because I, was, I, I have severe ADHD, which causes me to obsess over the things that I get into, you know? Um, Did you have the yo-yo with the spinners on it? Yeah, it's called the X brain. <laughs> no, that one. The X brain is the one that had the ball bearings in it, and it was best for like, uh, like it would sleep the longest. And don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. <clears throat> um, we are actually basically coming up on the end of the interview portion of the podcast. We're already at an hour and a half. So, that having been said, is there any? parting words you would like to leave the listeners with any stories <laughs> memories anything you wanted to touch on no i'm good the floor's yours i'm i'm good well love you miss <laughs> you wish you'd move back to texas uh thanks for being on this episode later yeah so you're welcome say hello. <laughs> thanks for having me you know i don't know no I'm something good. a good brother would say <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> we'll be right back Hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that, and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. Yep, cool beans. Never heard of that one in a while. Cool beans? Yeah. Who says that anymore? Not me. Soup to nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you just put soup on your nuts. I was was going to do a little. I want to know where that. That don't make no sense. No, it doesn't. From soup to nuts. It has to be like from like. Um, I only got a couple questions this week. That's not them. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that's my brother.
Does that mean I got to get my brother on here? Mm, talk about Jeeps and crypto. <laughs> no. I, I, there's a little bit more to him than that. That's all I've He's very. He's from your time period. So, yeah. like, he grew no, up. No, you know who we need to get on? Who? My mom? Jeff. I tattoo a guy named Jeff Story who was at uh, Woodstock yeah. 99. I was going to bring that up a couple days ago. Thanks for reminding yeah. me. Yeah, I need That's to crazy. text him. I need to text him. We need to, we need to get him on for sure. Probably soon. To First hand story. account of yeah. Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's coming up. He said he's down to do it, so that's coming up. Um, okay. Tyler Parker thirty three asked favorite thing to tattoo. What's your favorite thing to tattoo, Nate? Uh I can tell you my favorite thing to see get tattooed. <laughs> um Mine would be anything, anything with a skull in it and anything that has like a really gnarly, ripped up, gross texture. I can see that. It has you written all over that's it. My, that's my favorite thing. When you get the skulls, the little, like little fangs. Yeah. You remember that skull and rose you did on a dude's back like a couple of months ago? No. <laughs> oh, I still got the video on my phone. It still occasionally <laughs> pops up. I'm like, yeah, it's tight. Um, I like seeing any dragons. Mm, like jab uh, dragons? Um, more of the goofy. Oh, yeah. You like the goofy dragons. Yeah, yeah. I think they're cute. Um, and any big cats. And then anything like that's kind of like your forte. Yeah. Where like, it has like the gross textures or like even just that. fun because I can go really loose with it and like. Uh, that Xeno Panther on there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Super tight. I like stuff that I can do, like kind of mechy or anything that I can do with like really gnarly textures. Mm -hmm. Or um, anything like. I like anything I can do that doesn't have to be insanely precise. I like it to be a little more loose and organic and kind of uh, aggressive looking, you know? Yeah. I would 10 times rather do that than like some pocket watch that has to have this perfect circle. Like that's just not funny. I get to me, you. You know? Um,. I'd be down to do like a textured pocket watch. <laughs> uh, okay, like I said, I only have two questions. That was the first one. Um, the second one is actually a great question we got from my wife. Okay. Okay. Uh, what episode of Fear Factor would you not participate in? Mm. So if you you know if you can remember Fear Factor, I, obviously I can't remember like specific episodes. Yeah. I would say. Bull when, testicles? When they had to eat stuff is probably where I would break. I think that would break me sooner than like, you know, like the heights or the any of the crazy like stunts they had to do. I think because I, I, I'm a texture guy. I can't eat things if I don't like the texture. I say it's a tie for me between like anything with heights because I don't like heights at all. I don't like heights either. But if there was like a... You know you're going to be safe. If you have there a safety was like harness. A, a cow penis sitting on the table, <laughs> or I had to. It's still wiggling. Climb on top of the building and jump off in yeah. a harness or something. I think I would pick jumping before I pick the the cow penis. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Um, or like I think there was one where they had to like go in a coffin, but it was full of like roaches. See, that wouldn't bother me. That bothers me. It's like more the feeling. Yeah. Like, I don't like that at all. I think eating. I could do the snakes. I, I would really struggle with the spiders, but I think I'd still rather, like, lay in a glass case of spiders. What's, like, the biggest roach? 
Um, I'm talking about like the giant ones. Would you eat those? Probably those dudes from Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Edgar. Edgar. He would be, yeah. Edgar. Edgar, your skin is hanging off your bones. He's a giant roach. I think that's the biggest. Would you roach. eat those? No. <laughs> but we well, weren't. We were discussing eating. Like I wouldn't want to do any of the eating challenges. Oh, okay. What but I would like, rather like lay in a coffin full of those roaches than have to eat something. What else. they're yes. like. And I always thought on those episodes, like, how sick did they get at after the after they True. stopped recording? Like once they ate this crap, like all the money goes towards the hospital. <laughs> yeah, <though>. like. <laughs> Or just like, I mean, I imagine like, because they were eating stuff that was just not meant to be hear me, eaten. Hear me out. All right. What they're like, all right, today you're going to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a side of ranch. Okay. But it has these giant cockroaches in, in it. In it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's still a no for me. You got the ranch. It, you're not going to do there's it? There's a roach in it. But you got the ranch to help. I I don't think anything helps the roach. Maybe the only thing I could see is if there was some like insane hot sauce that could that would just like kill. But again, like the issue for me isn't the flavor, it's the texture. You okay. know, like you are crunching no, legs you. and like you bite into the abdomen, stuff is going to squirt out. You know what I'm saying? Do you think with the texture, if you had like earplugs in, you think it might help? No. No, not no, at all. Because I don't eat with my ears. Yeah, but, the, you know, you can still hear the sound of the crunch. Yeah, but you're not hearing it through your ears. You're hearing it through the vibrations in your skull. There's okay. No, you know? So what is the amount of money you would do that for? Do you remember what what the cash prize was on Fear Factor? I think it was like 50 grand or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a million or anything no. like that. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. What was the prize amount on Fear Factor? Uh, $250,000. $50,000. Fear Factor was a formerly popular reality show where contestants are pitted against each other to compete in a series of stunts better and or quicker than all the other contestants by doing this in the fastest time for a grand cash prize of $50,000. That means after the government takes its chunk, you're getting like 28 grand. True. For $28,000, that is not a life-changing amount of money for me to consume. Here's my thing. Like raw animal intestines and stuff, you know? It's not enough. Okay. I mean, let me paint you a scenario. Okay. It would need to be a life-changing amount of money. Okay. Like I what, never, I can do amount? what I want for the rest of my life without ever having to work. So a million. Because you <sighs> said this before. More. You said this before. More. A million can be a life-changing amount of money. More. So you changing, you going, you backpedaling on that? Uh, no. No, I'm not backpedaling, but. It's the fact that you have to do something you don't want to do. It, it's No, it's the fact that I have to eat something. Okay. I, I'm going to So I'm what's the say amount? What's the amount? 20. I'll do it for 20. 20 mil? 20 mil. Okay. 20 mil post tax. Okay. 
So we'll say like forty five mil. Like I want I want there to be more than twenty mil left after the government right. takes its chunk. I'll do it. Twenty mil. Okay. After tax. After tax. Everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you and what, like four other people? Mm-hmm. They already backed out. Okay. And you gotta eat this bull glizzy. It's cooked, right? It's cooked? It's cooked. I could do that. So it's okay. It's, it's, it's with it. It's the texture. Okay. You know, it's a texture issue. Because at that point, it's not the knowledge that it's a testicle or like a penis or anything. It's it's the fact that it's like every time they would present it to these people, it would be raw. It would be like floating in this vat right, yeah. of like white fluid. You know, it was just, ugh, ugh. I would eat a test. I would eat a bull testicle for 50 grand. If it was cooked. Yeah, 100%. Huh. I'd try it out. You know, I'll do that today. You got money? No. Okay. 10 grand. Cooked. Cooked, yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. One grand. It's cooked. Cooked with condiments. With some dipping sauce. Yeah, there's barbecue sauce. I think I would too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like a a mortgage for a month. You know what I mean? I feel you. I mean, it's money. Yeah. So It's cooked. You're not going to get sick. It's guaranteed. To answer her question, eating. In, in that that's where I would break. I think my break would be trapped, trapped with bugs crawling mm. all over me because I can't stop it. I would react like shaking. I would want to jump out as soon as possible. So I've got uncooked, floating in white, pink, viscous fluid, bull penis. Sheath like skinned bull penis. It's a, it's like a slimy snake. How big is it? And then I've got a vat of roaches, and I say you got to pick one, and you you'll eat that before you lay in there. What's the prize money? No prize money. Like gun. I'm to not your head. doing gun, gun to your head. Like you have to pick one of these two things to do. If you do neither of them, you're dead. How long do I have to sit in the insects? Um. Well, on the show, they didn't have a time limit. It was just like who, who can, can last the longest, longest, right? Okay, but it's so, only me. But yeah, if it's only you and this is like to save your life, I'm going to say 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, or you have to eat the entire, like you got to drink the fluid. You got to eat everything on the plate. I don't know. That's hard. My life is on the line. Your son's life. This is like this, like a kidnapper or something. You have to pick one. So you can't just be like, oh, kill me. I don't care. You know, I don't have like no mask or anything to cover my mouth. No, no, you're straight eating it, slurping it, cleaning the plate. No, I'm talking about for the bugs. No, but you can keep your mouth closed. I mean, a roach ain't gonna fit, fit up your nose. I'll probably do that then. You would do the roaches because I'm thinking like if I have to eat and drink the fluid, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. I have more of a likely chance of sitting up, in there. You have to eat to throw up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 sitting with the roaches. Was that a rule on what? Fear Factor? You couldn't throw up the food. I think so. I feel like it was. Yeah, I don't know because I ha- I think my my memory of Fear Factor is, is overshadowed is more by Chappelle, show. Chappelle than it is yeah. the actual show. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I mean, it was pretty and- spot on. <laughs> Parody. <laughs> when he was laying in the bugs and he I like smoke rocks. Y'all turn off the lights. <laughs> I want to take a nap. 
He walks over to Cole. <laughs> like, <he's left laughs> uh, on that note, this is kind of a lengthier episode. We're at like an hour, yes. hour 50 almost. So, uh, any parting words? Um, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. One more time. Iron Right Tattoo Podcast at gmail.com. Iron Right Tattoo Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We would love to hear from you guys about topics of discussion for the Thanksgiving episode that we will probably be recording next week. Please. So, um, absolutely, we would love that. You guys don't really realize how much work it is to put out content on a weekly basis and enough content to cover like a minimum of an hour and a half of talking. It's it's pretty difficult. And we uh, we love suggestions and ideas and things that can help us just streamline the process a little bit. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Also, as always, we're taking questions. Um, the questions have been drying up lately. So if you guys have any questions, we would love to hear those from you. <sighs> Stay safe out there. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later. <laughs>